0: are you feeling stuck lost tired or uninspired we've all been there including myself i'm coach des mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur i'm here to tell you that the best unapologetic and limitless version of yourself is yet to come The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. This episode is brought to you by Sherpa Way Marketing. Are you a business looking to gain greater visibility online through search engine optimized content? Maybe you need effective ad campaigns to kickstart or bolster traffic to your website. Sherpa Way Marketing has seasoned experts that are bilingual in English and Spanish. Let them take the guesswork away and enhance your brand positioning with their comprehensive marketing services. Go to SherpaWayMarketing.com that's s h e r p a w a y marketing.com to schedule your free 45-minute consultation today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. Oh my gosh, my guest and I, Ronaldo Santana, have had this morning of technical difficulties, so it is a blessing that we are here together right now. <laughs> able to have this amazing conversation so it's it's one of those morning journal though yeah it is <laughs> oh my gosh right. oh my oh my well let me tell you about my guest and we will jump right into the content that we're going to get into today we're going to talk about grants and how to get them that's what we're talking about today so um Ronaldo is the founder and president of ECG Housing. He's also the founder and president of Impact Annex. That's what we're going to focus on today. And Impact Annex helps uh, those with digital nonprofits to get grants for support because we know how important and critical that is to get off the ground and be able to do all the amazing things uh, that you do as a digital uh, company. He's a former tech executive, so he's got a ton of experience in this space. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's an investor. He does speaking. He's a philanthropist. And so I'm just so excited to have you here today to share your wisdom with my audience. So thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Des, for having me here today, and thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. I look forward to sharing more about what I'm up to and the mission of mine to impact one billion people.
0: Oh, that's amazing! But um, I noticed when I was looking at your feed that you uh, took your your wife and your mom on a trip somewhere really nice and uh, I- tropical. Where did you go?
1: So we went to um, Miami, Florida and yeah. uh, we had the opportunity to go to um, Fisher Island. Um, and for those folks who don't know about Fisher Island, it is the, I, I just found out earlier this week, Fisher Island has the, is the most richest or expensive zip code in America. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. And so there's only about 497 people who live on the island and uh, I mean, people who live there are millionaires, billionaires. I mean, just the initial fee to get there is to, to be a resident. You have to pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars plus a few millions for the condo. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> wow. I've I've never experienced it before. But uh, I can say that uh, it was I was, I felt really fortunate that I was able to bring my wife, and my mom. It was their first time in Florida, and uh, you know, first time anyone in our family history tree. Step on that island. Uh, so for me, it felt really like a proud moment of all my hard work and uh, you know just giving back and meeting great people.
0: So oh, yeah, it, oh, it looked beautiful. It looked beautiful, and I know you are tuning in today from Boston, Massachusetts, right? How's it? How is the weather comparable over there at this time of the year? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah so finally, uh, Massachusetts, uh, we are back in our eighties, uh, sometime nineties and uh it feels comfortable but you know i must say it's not as comfortable as you know those beaches in florida and <laughs> have that nice little warm water to go into because the water here is really really cold yeah um, so it's a good good thing but i was um, yeah but i've been here my whole life in Massachusetts, i was born here my family came from the dominican republic um and uh you know i've been fortunate to also see the world i lived in Dominican Republic for you know for a year. I lived in um, Mexico for a year and a half. I lived in San Francisco. I've been to Colombia and Venezuela many times. Um, so I've had a chance to see the world in some different perspectives, uh, and that's also helped me a lot to, to um, you know mature and also think differently about life and about business and um, how people think and react to certain things. Um, so overall, this this journey has transformed me to the person I am today. So I'm happy
0: about that. That's incredible. You've been in my neck of the woods. So right now I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada, but I'm from the Bay Area. So you uh, spend some time there. That's really cool. I was born in San Francisco, actually, and lived a little bit all over the place. So it's amazing that you've had such, such an incredible journey. But so I have to start with asking, how did you get... Into your industry, what's your story? You've you've you know gotten to the space of investing and grants. What took you here?
1: That's a big question, uh, Tadez, But I'm happy to share with with everyone today. Here, Um, you know, I was one of those folks that in 2020 during the pandemic or this COVID era, I lost my job Um, and had to start from zero. And uh, I was working for a tech company um, that they were called the Engineers. And they do, uh, they produce virtual reality glasses uh, worth $10,000 per, per piece, pretty expensive. Uh, but the clients that we had, you know, you talk about NASA, BMW, Ferrari, Lamborghini, the different military branches. I mean, I was working on some high-tech technology there. Um, and, you know, I was, I was head of BD or business development for North America. And I was, you know, the company's based out of Czech Republic. So I was an expensive resource for them. So I got laid off uh, and... You wouldn't believe it. I mean, I got married uh, February 2020, February 28th, came back to Boston uh, the following day. The gates closed. Didn't see my wife for seven months Uh, from February to April. That's when I got laid off and I'm like, oh, my God, it's (laughs) it's not supposed to work this way. I'm supposed to have a steady job. Right. Have, uh, you know, get married and have a stable life to, you know, have kids, et cetera no i got you know life hit me and like it hit many people out there uh by surprise right and it happens but uh you know i tried to apply for new jobs and uh people weren't hiring because of covid and all the budget people had got frozen uh so it was out of luck in some ways but uh you know thankfully because of the experiences i mentioned you know, I, I had a chance to travel around the world and um, do my own startups you know run some risks left and right uh, I've matured a lot. I feel a lot of confidence about, you know, who I am, what I can offer. Um, so what I did was in the pandemic, I am part of myself. I said, you know what? Well, let's, let's do real estate just because I always wanted to get into real estate. Um, and I started reading books. I, I started taking some of my savings and invested it into, um, great education, like MIT and Harvard, they have an online platform. I did that. I got myself a real estate coach. I did an internship with my best friend, Stephen for a month. And then I started doing my own real estate transactions. Uh, doing some wholesaling and um, I made some money in two weeks. I'm like, wow, this is great. This this works. Oh my God, I'm alive. Uh, okay. So um, what I did was I incorporated a business called Santana Capital Group where, you know, I wanted to bring in my tech knowledge into real estate uh, because when you're in real estate and you're dealing with people and investors, they want to see a track record. They want to see some experience under your belt. And uh, I had none. <laughs> Uh, So then one day, you know, I'm walking to the office um, and I meet a gentleman who uh, was helping uh, for-profit businesses have access to grants. I'm like, huh, how's that possible? And he told me, well, basically, uh, you know, I help for-profits create a nonprofit, uh, give them access to grants, and they have to uh, teach people. Uh, And by teaching, you know, people are attracted to you. I'm like, interesting. So uh, I said, can you do it for me? I mean, can I pay you and you can do it, you know, help me with my real estate stuff? Um, and so he did. And so I got a nonprofit called REI Authority. And uh, basically there I was teaching people about technology and how that involves real estate and how they go hand-to-hand now. And uh, you know, little to no, two, three months later, I have clients come after me, oh, well, in a good way, <laughs> for help. And uh, those clients became partners. They became investors. They became um, clients of mine. And it worked very well, all because I was teaching people about real estate and technology. Now I was camera shy, um, but I got I got through it because I had to. Um, but uh, it was it, it was strange teaching, just looking at my computer, my camera, and silence around me. Um, but I got I got over that hump. But anyways, it worked. And I told this gentleman, you know what? I like to create a business around this, just because um, I love how its structure work. One has to give before they receive. They have to teach on what they know mostly about. And uh, in exchange, you have access to grants. You have access to, you know, impact and more people out there. And at the end of the day, you're also supporting your financial bottom line for your for-profit. So I created a business called Impact NX and I invited the gentleman You're back, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh- All right, I'm back. I hear you. You're I back.
0: Yay. <laughs>
1: ah, I'm gonna roll through. I,
0: I roll, know, roll. I know. This is just the, you know, this is us rolling with the punches. This, speaking of technology, of which you know so much about, this is these are the real things that happen, right? <laughs> but where where you got cut off is when you said that you started up impact right. annex right. and then you and then you invited a gentleman in, and then that and you were um You cut out
1: yes so um, i incorporated a business called impact annex where i invited the gentleman to be part of the business to uh, you know work on the back end the operations and i'll lead with the vision and uh be the front face and uh, help build a strategy around it so basically what we came up with is uh, impact annex you know building a philanthropic arm to your for-profit business to 10x your social impact and to help your business grow Um, I'm someone who I used to have the mindset of, you know what, I have to wait to become rich or wealthy to become a philanthropist and help people or have to hit a milestone to get to that level. What I learned through my own experience that anyone can start today uh, in terms of becoming a philanthropist. And um, that's what I teach in terms of give before you receive by educating people. Uh, And that's where that digital nonprofit Uh, Word came into place is we're not looking to create a storefront. Uh, We're looking to create a website where you educate people on how you help them. So if you're a for-profit owner and you sell your products and your services, well, how about you just educate people on how your product services help them? How you fulfill their need, their pain points? Uh, Because that's also educational, right? And now during the pandemic, I think more and more people were online, um, and people were trying to figure out what to do with their lives and we can also agree that today consumers do a lot, lot more due diligence on people, on companies, and they're typing in, how do I do this? Or what's the difference between this and this? And this? Or who is this person? Um, mm-hmm. And by having now a nonprofit, um, it changes the ball game Because I think people see nonprofit as, oh, they have no money, or all oh, they're always just asking for money or those people just care about peace and nothing else. And, you know, I think people overlook nonprofit and they have no idea how powerful nonprofit is. Mm -hmm. And I I challenge folks. I say, you know what? I dare you to Google your favorite celebrity, you know, actor, actress, or politician. And eight out of 10 times, they're going to have a nonprofit (laughs) themselves. Uh, And, you know, for many reasons. I mean, it can be for tax reasons because there's tax incentives. It can be for 10 x their impact. Uh, or have access to grants to do a lot more things like new buildings or new offices or new schools, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonprofit can really help you with that. Um, so folks overlook it. And uh, I'm happy to kind of tap into this and learn more about it. And now kind of share all those best practices with little guys and have yeah. them also shine bright like a diamond, like they say in the songs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> one, one powerful thing that I've learned um, through, you know, Incorporating digital nonprofits for people is yes, you have access to grants. And one of the powerful grants out there that I want to share today is the Google Ad Grant that has been around since 2003. And what makes this grant really special is that Google gives you $10,000 of ad credits per month to advertise your organization. And as long as your nonprofit is compliant, which means you're paying your annual filing fee, which can range from $12 all into $100, etc. This grant is yours forever, for a lifetime. Uh, And some people don't believe it because it's too good to be true. But I I tell them just Google search Google ad grants, and you'll you'll find it. And um, just think about what you can do with $10,000 of ad credits per month to advertise your business. I mean, you can uh, reach out to new markets, uh, you can build your own research and development department to, you know, collect data from folks and learn what their pain points are. So you can develop new product and services, right? Um, you can start teaching courses, web's uh, workshops, have a, have your own podcast, to increase your followings. Yeah, that all falls under education. And uh, what's great about it is that for folks who have a nonprofit, believe it or not, you can pay yourself a salary from your nonprofit as well. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, and that's one of my Things that I'm working on to impact a billion live is that on my nonprofit uh, called ESG Housing Inc., we're looking to build affordable homes for people. And Impact Annex is going to sponsor the tenants that live in our affordable homes to have their own digital nonprofit to teach about what they know mostly about and create an opportunity for them as well to have their own salary from their own nonprofit so that we take money off the equation and we kind of plug in empowerment. Let people lead their own destiny, their own uh, future by teaching what they know about the most uh, and keep money out of it. You see, so um, I know I said a lot, but I'm a pop. Oh my
0: gosh! This is I'm blown. I'm mind blown because I just I just want to acknowledge a couple of things. Number one, where you started with this story, with this conversation, is having lost everything. Okay, so you're starting from a place of having to a blank canvas because what you once knew was no longer. Not to mention you're a newlywed and can't even be with your wife. And you you did have a choice. You could have wallowed in that situation, but you got to work right away. You poured yourself into learning, you got knowledge, but more than that, because knowledge isn't power its potential power it's when you harness it and you apply it that it becomes powerful and that's exactly what you did so you did those partnerships and very quickly you were able to do something but i think this is one of the biggest takeaways that i'll i'll highlight for anybody who's listening one of the things that ronaldo did was to understand where we are in the current day to solve a problem That exists right now. You're looking at the world going, okay, we're in a very digitized society. It's a global, a global network. It's not even just America, you know? So technology is here. We've got a lot of people virtual now because of the nature of where we are. We're technically still in this pandemic. We just have more protocols to help us more safely engage with each other. But by and large, most companies are doing something virtual still, even if they're back in their offices. So you're capitalizing on this shift that we've made, the utilization of technology and figuring out how to bring together the arm of a profit a for profit business to a nonprofit entity that can actually help multifold with education with growth and with empowerment and that's that's insane there's this is like it is a real problem i have a really good friend who has a nonprofit and it just recently went through this process of, and she's still going through it where she does um, stuff in the education space for, Mm -hmm. uh, for, for youth who are trying to use digital for good so that they can, we can take the negativity off of, you know, social media and that kind of stuff. So, um, but it's, it's quite the task figuring out how to continue funding that work. So, it's crazy. So my question for you is going to be how, like, so if you're in that situation, right? Like, let's say somebody is already down that path. Um, where does one start? Because from what I understand, you know, this is the process that most people do. I've done this myself personally. Um, you, you have a business, you have a platform and you just Google Grants. And then you Google it and you're like, this sounds good. And then you look at how the effort that it's going to take. And then you're like, I don't know if I have the qualifications and the background to fill this out to the best of my ability to be able to get this grant. And I don't want to put all this time and energy in for something that's such a small possibility. And so they either stop right there because it just seems too daunting or they're like, I need to hire a grant writer. How do I find somebody who's capable of doing that? And then that's its own whole nother process.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a loaded question. Cause there's a lot <laughs> there. <laughs> um, I like to start people <clears throat> with the Google ad grant, just because that gives you off the bat a $10,000 credit to attract donors to you or attract, uh, you know, volunteers to you or, or clientele, you know, what are you looking for in your nonprofit? Um, And what's great about it is that if you're already an existing nonprofit with the 501c3 status, then you're already there, you just have to apply, which is great. And the process to get the grant for Google takes about a month or two. Uh, So it's pretty quickly and it's open for anyone uh, around the world, by the way, it's not like one of those grants where it's like only one time per year, here's the deadline. If you don't do it on time, then you lose out. No, this is rolling basis, by the way. Um, and, you know, Google has a reason why they do it. Um, I'm sure they save money in taxes and also social good for them and to get more people to use their platform. Uh, but I like to get people started on that grant first just because it's, it's, a, it's easier um, in some ways, but also it boosts up their, their organization. Number two is that Google works with um, a third party uh, their only partner in this, they’re called TechSoup. And TechSoup is in several countries around the world. And TechSoup, their job is to validate nonprofits, but also partner up with Fortune 100, Fortune 100 companies to provide discounts, grants, um, resources to nonprofits as well. For example, I mean, you can get free laptops if you want, or discounts to like Dropbox or Zoom or Adobe Works. I mean there’s several software out there. So it does help uh, nonprofits to lower their costs as well through TechSoup. And um, number three, in terms of uh, looking for grant writers, um, I would say, I mean, A, try your own personal network. That helps first. Number two, we have, you know, those freelancer websites, um, Upwork and Fiverr. But um, it's really important that uh, when you try to find a grant writer that that person has experience in the niche that you're in, uh, because not every grant writer is going to be great for you. Because uh, it really comes down to language and how that person writes um, and ties in closely to the mission and vision of that resource that's provided in the grant, right? Uh, so that's, that's number three. And I would say number four is try your best to do the process yourself. Even though it's going to be daunting, it's going to be, it's gonna be uh, scary in some ways. But I think it's really important that you go through it yourself as well uh, to understand some of the questions. Because what I've noticed on what, you know, applying for grants from my own nonprofit uh, many of the questions that people ask you for grants, the majority of them are common questions: um, Who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? Who's your target audience? What's the impact you're going to have? What's the budget look like? Right, all the same questions. So once you kind of do two to three applications and you have already set answers, you can use that for other applications. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it kind of cuts the work for you. Um, and then it just comes down to you know are you good with, you know, tying that person's or that company's mission and vision into your mission and vision as well? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that's what they care about, is that the point being used for good, uh, that matches their mission and vision, and uh, you can create 10x impact. Um, So I'm gonna stop there because that's a lot that I've mentioned, but... um, that's, that's my advice on that. Yeah,
0: no, that's so helpful. And you're right, you know, the more at-bats you have, the more confident you become and it gets easier with each time. And then you can start building maybe a team or you have resources that you can tap into. But it, everything starts somewhere. You have to take that first step for the second and the third and the fourth one to get easier and easier. One of the questions that I had is how – I mean, and in, in your maybe just in your research and your experience, how much are people not tapping into grants? I feel like it's this untapped potential um, where there's it's kind of like there's money on the table and people they're either just not aware of it as a resource. Um, I mean, yeah. how, much, how much do you find that when you either have clients come to you or just in working with investors and people who fund these things?
1: So I can say on the Google side of things, the Google ad grant, uh, 98.5% of times people have never heard of the Google ad grant before. And that's been around since 2003, right? And I, and every single day I'm speaking to people, I'm on podcasts, and I still have those high margins. People do not know about Google's $10,000 per ad grant uh, each month. So that's, that tells you something. Google's huge. Everybody knows Google, but yet... People don't know what the nonprofit, I mean, wow, that's, that's, it's amazing. So um, that's one thing. I think number two is, I think people get overwhelmed uh, just because I think when it comes to schooling or education or friends, I think we all know a lot more about for-profits than nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an educational piece as well. Um, there's many resources out there to help people get started with for-profits, but I think not that much for nonprofits. And um, so I think that's that's one little hump that uh, we should solve overall as a community is to educate more people on nonprofits and how to get started and uh, how to, you know, go through the motions. Um, in terms of investors, uh, so some investors would donate to your nonprofit as long as, again, it's close to their heart and it's in the same industry or same niche. Um, so I've seen a little bit of both uh, where i reached out to real estate investors for donations for my nonprofit that's tailored to real estate and. some do donate uh and some don't because they just have a a different cause that they want to donate to, and that's that's fine Mm -hmm. uh but i think um overall starting um can be a challenge if you're not comfortable asking i mean the reason why i went to fisher Island is because my mentor uh you know (laughs) she's a billionaire I'm, i'm blessed to have that in my life um you know but it took six years to to get that relationship and that trust uh, to the point where she invited me to um, your whole home, and you know I brought my wife and my my mom with me. And um, basically, so I asked her that question as well. In terms of, can I ask some advice on how do I how do I work with high net worth individuals like yourself um, in terms of asking for donations and stuff like that. And she told me it's all about relationship. You have to stay in touch with them. You have to meet with them for coffee, for lunch, or dinner, just to build that relationship. And the most important thing is you have to ask. Um, if you don't ask for the donation or the help, they won't help you. Uh, you can talk all about you want about the nonprofit left and right, but if you don't ask, they will not give you money. You
0: shall not so- receive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm someone who, uh, you know, many, I don't like to ask for money uh, because I just feel weird, but yeah. um, now uh, I have my own nonprofit. you know, I'm getting in the habit of, yeah, asking. Um, yeah. You have to, it it is okay to ask. And one activity that I went through and in a mastermind group uh, a a few years ago, it was pretty interesting. They had us, uh, they gave us a little assignment where we had to go to the street, go into three different restaurants and ask someone to eat off their plate. Like I would have to, I have to ask them, Hey, can I eat a French fry or something off your plate? And uh, that sounds like a big challenge. Um, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's so nerve-wracking
1: <laughs> yes and you know what i did it and all three folks said yeah sure not a problem um, take whatever you want wow i'm like what so i can't believe it but it works and yeah. uh let's show you How powerful it is just to
0: ask people just to ask you just never know but i you know i will say because it's that's probably one of the biggest things um even when i talk to people about sales and things it's like it's just that awkwardness of like Mm -hmm. overthinking um and then rejection and you know all of those processes that you go through and i think um this question, I feel like I actually learned this from a real estate investor, (laughs) which is so ironic, but, um, his name is Justin Morales and he wrote this book called the abundance effect. And I met him on a cruise and, um, and we were talking and he, this, his book is awesome. He sent it to me. And the question that he talked about was, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Like when he's talking to people, it's like, Oh, gosh, when you say it that way, even if somebody was like, no, I'm not interested. That's the worst that could happen. It's not that bad. And then you just you keep going and you build that resilience, you build that confidence. But it's just the initial, you know, un- discomfort that you have to get past. And I, I do think that's that's part of the hardest, One of the hardest steps.
1: So so I agree with you. Yeah. One thing that changed my life, relating to this, and I think everybody who's listening um, is looking at the word fear. Uh, as we grow up, we think about fear as something that we're scared of. We're taught that we're scared of some fear,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: if we shift, if we shift our minds, where fear and rise, it changes the whole ballgame for you.
0: Wow.
1: That's what allowed me to really to just you know what shift gears let's make something happen is that that feeling of you know what go after it if it's hard even better you know face everything and rise face
0: everything and rise yeah have that perseverance so so Tell me more about your goal. So you talked about this these billions lives that you want to impact. What are the things that you're doing to to reach your goal with your business?
1: Yes. So when it comes to impact, i I'm always looking for partnerships, JV relationships from other countries, not just the U.S. and Canada. I want to sp- spread this like a great virus in a good way, uh, because I think this can impact impact anyone around the world. I mean, if you think about it as an example, $10,000 in Colombia, right, is about 30 to 40 million pesos a month. Uh, And for them, that's a lot of money. So it really allows you to, you know, perhaps if you're you're a business or something, a nonprofit, promote whatever you're doing to other countries, other regions, and have new clientele, right, and help Mm -hmm. your business grow. Having the opportunity to travel to Mexico, you know, third world countries, second world countries, and DNS communities, you'd be surprised with there's so many smart people out there that have so much talents, and uh, they just need a way to expand their voice, expand what they're doing uh, worldwide. And sometimes, again, money is that issue. Uh, they don't have that advertising budget um, to go out there and do things, right? So this is an opportunity where, you know, in their country, they can do a nonprofit for free or little to nothing. And I can help them get that grant so they can just promote what they're doing and change their family tree forever, you know? Um, So the impact is is huge. So I'm always looking to partner up with folks, um, this country, any country worldwide, and kind of work together to make that possible. And then also um, on my nonprofit, ESG Housing Inc. uh, This is pretty cool. So I don't know how much, you know, does about 3D printing. Uh, People have heard about it. They think about, small printers in a room that can do a cup, uh, spoons, forks, something small, but now 3D printing machines can now print a home uh, using a robotic machine that can print uh, 10 times faster. It's much more efficient. It's all green technology and there's no waste to it. And it's a lot safer environment for people. And uh, so far, you know, I've been focusing on this for the past two years and we have a few projects here in Massachusetts and also, uh, in latin america and what's great about it is that so far i know in the us we're behind in building construction and homes and i'm sure that could be the same facts for other countries as well well with this type of machine you know within one week you can build a whole shell of a home and then bring your bring the traditional contracts to put plumbing heating hvac etc but a lot faster so i believe if i can build a lot of homes very quickly, uh, we can meet the, those demands, especially for those folks, those folks that are low income, <clears throat> they'll have access to this a lot faster. And with Impact again, I can sponsor the tenants to have their own digital nonprofits and uh, kind of give them that support that they need to kind of take control of their life and create passive income and pay themselves some sort of a salary from their nonprofit and go from there. So that's my dream, my hopes, uh, and my goal is that uh, I can impact 1 billion people through creating many homes and also empowering people like I was empowered, uh, to step up and do something that I love to do and have control of my own destiny. Uh, because if I didn't make that choice many years ago, I would have not taken that far to trip and be on Fisher Island. <laughs> I would have still been uh, stuck somewhere. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it is sad just because I do have friends who I admire so much and they're not happy with their lives. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I try to them tips and advice and uh it, it just they stay in that circle um and i was one of those folks that i had to leave that circle mm-hmm. and it was very hard and i know many of us that are listening can align with me that sometimes when you leave your circle <clears throat> your friends and your family go against you or they think negative about you mm-hmm. and it's tough when you're the only positive person and everybody else that you love is negative and you're trying to battle through that until you hit success in a way that you can prove to them hey i did it i told you so and they're like oh okay you did it wow that was amazing maybe All i'll right. listen, listen to you now me.
0: maybe i'll listen to you now <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no you so, know that that that's so true because i i talk about it probably at nauseum because it's so critical, is the people you have around you, because it can make or break you. They can bring you down or lift you up. And it's a choice. Every day we decide where our time will be invested with people. Time is the most precious commodity that we have on the planet. Why would you take that precious commodity and spend it with anything less, anyone less, than who is going to invest in you the same way that you're investing in them? I'm not talking about maybe sometimes there's money, but I'm talking more about the richness of, you know, exchange, that connection, the, the power of energy and there's negative energy and there's positive energy. And so that brings me to a question, you know, for you, because, you know, you are someone who has chosen that route of positivity. Um, What do you do to maintain you know, your positive energy, because there are so many things that can bring you down and how, so just like the example you talked about with your, your mentor, who's, uh, took you to Fisher Island, how do you maintain quality relationships, um, you know, with people and especially those who are, you know, feeding into your dreams and your hopes and your vision?
1: Yeah. So I'll answer that question first. And then the, uh, the motivation one, Yeah. Uh, it all comes down to transparency. Um, be honest 100% with yourself and with other people. Uh, I think uh, today in this world, social media, people hide a lot of things. They live two different lives. And um, it it, catch up, it catches up to you after a while. And uh, I think people who are, you know, millionaires and billionaires, they go through the same stage in terms of sacrificing hard work. I mean, many different things that, you know, a business owner goes through and they can see through the bull crap, you can say, Uh, they can see through the filters and um, they respect you when you're honest with yourself, they respect you if you're transparent where you are, uh, if you ask for help um, and you show that you're hungry and you want to do good in life. And I think that's, that's really important. And that what really helped me get through college and after college is being transparent with myself. I mean, when I'm on, you know, other interviews, I mentioned about the starting point where things changed for me was when my first mentor, who I didn't know who he was yet, right? It was at the Apple store. I was working there as, as a salesperson. I sold him an iPad. He was a doctor, 6'3", tall guy, Caucasian. And um, he asked me three educational questions, which I all three I failed to answer. <laughs> and, uh, he, called me, uh, he called me a stupid Dominican, okay? Oh, Wow. Now, and in my shoes will kind of do a Will Smith slap at that uh, moment.
0: Yeah, at least mentally, if nothing else.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's like, you're a stupid Dominican. I'm like, what? Come again, come again. <laughs> so at that, that time, I mean, I had to, to like, you know, I can react negatively and be angry and, you know, make a show or something, a drama yep. or be is own up to it. Are you really happy? Are you really smart? Are you really where you want to be? And um, I told him, you know what, sir, you're right. I am a stupid Dominican. Um, help me become a smart Dominican. And he's like, smart answers, child, smart answer. So uh, he gave me his phone number. He's like, call me, let's, let's, let's meet up for coffee, and then uh, we'll go from there. I reached out five to six times because he, he didn't answer me the first four or five times until, like the again, fifth or sixth time he answered up. He's like, you know what? Let's meet tomorrow at 9 a.m. Starbucks. Boom. We did that, and he said, you I'm here today because you proved to me that you really want to change, you really want to become a smart kid, and uh, I want to help you. Is like, I'm a medical doctor, uh, but I'm very, very smart. I have a few mentees that I, I mentor, and they're all below your age. I think for you it's too late, but I'll give you a try. And, wow, uh, he's really
0: blunt. To- <laughs> <laughs> he's like, at every turn, like, listen, like, I think it's too late, but I'll give you a try, anyways. Wow, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, this guy was buying IMAX laptops for little kids just so they can get access to education and learn. I mean, this guy he made two fifty k a year and he spent ninety five percent on just donating it to kids uh, for education purposes. So uh, yeah, good man. And uh, yeah, he took me under his wing. He threw books at me. He threw uh, history at me. He said, uh, "You know, what do you what do you want to become?" I said, uh, "A business person, successfully." He's like, "All right, how much sure you got to eat?" different culture, different foods so that your taste buds open up and we can have conversation with people and be charismatic and stuff like that. Because before, believe it or not, I was an introvert um, and I kind of became an extrovert in some ways. So um, it, it really helped me a lot. And he inspired me to have three concentrations in college, go after my master's and understand and value education overall. Because the same guy you see here is on the same one back in high school. I was all about music. Um, I played the trumpet and piano since the age of seven. I still do, by the way. But uh, it's all about me,
0: nothing else.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I'm bringing that up just because I had to be honest with myself before I made any changes. Um, And that would help me to develop. And um, as I foster relationships and people see me on Facebook, every uh, every, uh, New Year's, I kind of tell people what was the bad and what was the good, Uh, because I think people are used to just seeing good, 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 but not showing the success or the hard work to get there and Mm -hmm. the struggles. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember in 2020, I told folks, Hey, I lost my job too. <laughs> I had to start from zero too. I only had a savings and uh, I had to start from zero. And, and this is what I did within that year gap, these two years gap uh, to show people that, Hey, it is possible. It comes down to your mindset and it comes down to your why. And that goes to the, the, the motivation question you asked earlier is how do you get through it? And it, it, you have to have a very st- strong why reason. Why do you get up every morning? What's going to get you up when you're depressed, when you're sad, when, you know, something hits the fan? <laughs> uh, you know, things go bad. What's going to help you get up again? You know, for me, it's always been to, you know, help my parents out just because they come from a thorough world country. They struggle. They sacrifice. They worked, you know, 70 hours a week in a shoe factory. Uh, my grandma had to raise me up part time in her projects. And all that I saw it as a young boy. I did not understand it when I was younger, but I did. I was growing up and seeing my mom sacrificing her breakfast so that I can eat it uh, to make me happy and feel good. I mean, all that small things, I, I begin to understand it age eight, nine, 10. And uh, that always has stayed there. And now for me, is like, you know what? I want to start giving back to them, have them have fun travel experience, right. With certain things. And uh, aside from that is to help my generation, my family move on to the next level, because uh, we don't want to be in the same you know rat race every single generation, and uh, someone has to do it. And whoever has to do it has to roll the punches, has to sacrifice time because you mentioned time is the most important thing, right? And um, I learned to value time after time just because those sacrifices means you know not going really to have fun or maybe it's spending time with family, family who, you know, unfortunately, I had grandparents that passed away that I could have spent more time with, but I was focused on, creating this sort, of this, this sort of legacy, you know, so that all their strength, all their efforts made sense. And, uh, you know, it meant something for future generations of, of my family. So, and that hurt me a lot that, you know, they passed away and I couldn't really be there for them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, those are sort of, sort of the sacrifices that, you know, I had to make um, which uh, it sucks, but uh, again, I'm, they were proud of me. Uh, they do, They didn't know what I was working on, what I was doing my grandma always told me, uh, work smarter, not harder. (laughs) So I always tried to do that. But uh, just knowing that, you know, she knew what I was up to, um, you know, makes me also move forward. Because if you think about it, in our whole life, sometimes we have mentors, advisors, teachers, parents, um, close friends who gave us advice, who believed in us. Mm -hmm. And when you're at that verge of giving up, you don't allow yourself to give up because there's people depending on you. The people who believed in you yeah. um, and you can't let them down because they also you know invest the time into you as well so all those memories comes back to me uh, when I want to give up um, and that what fuels me to keep moving forward because uh, it's so easy to give up I mean don't get me wrong I mean it's, it's times I wanted to give up in college uh, I was the first one to go to college I had no really any guidance and I want I filled calculus three times I mean that's how better than that three times I got an A right so it's like yes but I wanted to give up. So, cause it's easy to give up, but yeah. um, I couldn't also, because I know that one day I'm going to have kids and those kids are going to be like, well, daddy didn't go to college. So why should I? Right. Yeah. Well, I want to be like, you know what? I did it. And now I can advise you. If you want to do it. Great. If you don't, that's okay too. I know. Now I know what to expect so I can advise them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I did it. Um, and once you did it, sometimes kids want to exceed the expectation. I don't know. It's, it's up to them, but they're not born yet. But <laughs> Basically, that's how I stay motivated. And for everybody, it could be a different reason what their why reason is. Um, but it has to be a very, very strong one that's close to your heart that won't allow you to give up.
0: Yeah, it's so evident. It's so evident in just the passion of your story, what your why is. And I do think that's so important. And I'm listening to you talk. And what, you know, one of the things that I do on my show is after the interview, I take a minute And I have a reflection. And so I do that as a solo part of my show that people hear that even you don't hear unless you, you know, listen to the episode and get to the end of it. But I just feel compelled to say a few things in the moment because that's what I'm feeling in this energy from you. Um, You know, when, as you were talking, the first word that I thought of um, was humility. And I think it's such an important characteristic to uh, lean into and to embrace, because despite—I mean, when you sit, when you told the story about that guy who called you a dumb, you know, Domin, uh, Dominican, and all of that—it's like—and for you to still go, this person has knowledge to share with me, and he can um, influence me. You have to be humble. In order to be able to manage that situation, many people, and this is the thing that I really want to call out because this is something we will battle every day of our lives. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter. You will battle your ego. You will battle your ego. And in moments like the one you were in is when you have to choose between your ego saying, "Oh, no you didn't." And, you know, doing whatever, either verbally or physically that could have, you know, and you know, impacted that situation in a negative way, or you can put that aside and have humility and respond differently and say, "Despite that not very finesse way of, you know, communicating with me, there is something I can learn from this person. And obviously you took that, you heeded that advice and you have applied it forward. And then the second observation that I'll make is just around service and legacy, because your purpose and your why has brought you back to this place of recognizing how you grew up how you want to respond as somebody who can change that for your, for yourself and future generations, where you're focused on service and leaving a legacy, not on just, well, I'm just going to acquire all kinds of things you know, after I figure out how to make this money. And that is a difference between temporary and sustainment. So I just want to right. acknowledge that because that's just amazing. <laughs> So amazing!
1: Thank you so much. That I really appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless, but I appreciate that because I think more people have to understand that. Um, I tell people always have a reason or excuse, and when I listen to them, I say, "Okay, you're not happy with your life. I understand you have different situation, a different lifestyle uh, that I had, um, but uh, change can happen baby steps." I tell folks. Take maybe one day a week, 10 to 15 minutes. That's all you need. Read something new, learn a new skill, work on yourself. Those small steps will become bigger steps. And now you have your plan B to mm-hmm. change your surroundings. You can even save money too, to, to buy a house or, or do something. that will provide you passive income, but it's the little steps. I think people get overwhelmed with the big steps, the big goals, and don't start small. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the um And yeah, i will move you there.
0: This morning, um, do you ever listen to Ed Milet? So he's a, he's a, he is um, this influence, influencer speaker. He, he's, he, he, wrote this book and it's on pre-order right now and it's called The Power of One More. Anyways, today he's doing this virtual event and it's all day long. Like if you buy his book, you can tune into this virtual event where he has invited all these different speakers who are coaches and, and, and things to talk. So I tuned in this morning because I, I did uh, like pre-order his book. And um, one of the, the first speakers that he had on stage was um, this guy named Jim Quick. Jim Quick has his own podcast. He's an expert on learning really, really, really fast and retaining information. Like, if he, one of the things that he does, once sometimes when he's on stage, is people will a um, hundred people will get up and introduce themselves, and he'll remember every single one of their names. Like, that's how his brain just. And his real last name is quick, which is crazy. So he kind of does use that to his advantage with his brand, but he just learns really, really quickly. And so he teaches other people how to use the tools that he's mastered to learn quickly too, like to speed, read, how to retain information, stuff like that. Um, One of the things that you said reminded me of a quote that I heard from him this morning, and I wrote it down in my notebook. And he says, if you fight for your limitations you will keep them. You will, you get to keep them. When you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. So for example, when you say, oh, okay, well, I grew up in the projects and, you know, this is how life was and, you know, getting even just food was hard. Well, those were my limitations. You could keep them if that's how you stay in those limiting beliefs, but you chose something else and here you are you know, and, and your, your story is such a testament to that, but I appreciate, I mean, and that's the power of learning is every day when you make a decision to learn, you will, you will learn, you know, you, it doesn't have to be. And that's the, that's the craziest thing right now. And that's why I do not um, take excuses, quite frankly, in this day and age, because see, when I was growing up, Um, college. And yes, like that was the thing. You have to go to college and get good grades, get a good job, get a degree. And I would say that that is still something today that is, you know, professed. I do think I I would still encourage someone if they didn't want to. I think there's, I just think there's many other pathways today because information is so abundant that it's at your fingertips and you can learn how Mm -hmm. to be absolutely anything if you just like go to YouTube, I mean, you want to learn how to be a makeup artist, how to fix different. I mean, like there's a video and there's information and you don't even have to pay for it. Like, can you imagine if I was, if when I was younger, what I would be doing if all that stuff was free. Like I had to go, I had to go to school, I had to go to the library, I had to open the book, read the book, put tabs on the book, highlight the book, and then reread it because I didn't have like the videos and the, all this stuff, you know? And I realize that I'm now sounding like that, the parents that say they had to walk uphill with no shoes and like all that, but it's like, it's real. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was there
1: too. I remember. I remember? I remember.
0: It's free. Oh my gosh, that's what drives me crazy. It's like you could literally become anything today and a, and the thing about it, it's a matter of months, not even years. years. You know, for, for you or me, if you went to school, it's like a minimum of, maybe there's some people on the fast track and they can do it, you know, in less than four years to get their bachelor's. Maybe they do it in like half the time or something, but there's still, it's still years. It's still years to meet those requirements. And today in a couple months, you can be like, oh, I, you know, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. So I'm just like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Right. It's crazy. Um Well so, oh go
1: ahead. If you think about it now there, there's virtual reality.
0: Oh. Yes. Virtual reality. Yeah. So do you do you keep in touch with uh the folks that you used to work with? Like do do has any of those people come over and worked with you in your new business ventures or do you not talk to those folks too much anymore?
1: Like my mentors, you mean? Um, Your previous,
0: like the previous tech world that you were in before, like the pr- company uh, and like, you know, you spent a decade doing that. Do you still stay connected and bring people over into the new ventures that you're doing today?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I do. Uh, we're happy. I mean, I ha- I'm happy to have LinkedIn and Facebook because that's people see what I'm up to. And yeah. then they start to ask me questions. Um, I'm now beginning to do now workshops, um, getting those up and ready just so I can, educate people and as a whole and not just one by one just to make yeah. it easier myself but uh yeah I, I still stay in touch and uh i'm still in the you know tech world in some way, just because i'm in this 3d printing environment and uh anything virtual reality or augmented uh, reality i still follow just because i love that technology that you know i was i was involved and still am in some way you know i still have it in my house and put on and stuff like that
0: but, it's uh, amazing it's those cool glasses stuff. are crazy I don't know about the $10,000 ones, but there's other ones that are cheaper. Those are really cool too. Um, So I have to ask you about um, what are you most excited about right now? Like what's, I know you talked about the, you know, the billion lives that you want to impact, but is there any other projects or things that you're working on that you're most excited about that you want to tell people about?
1: Yeah. um, So. It's 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 mostly the real estate part of things. Just because um, three D printing is going to change the landscape in a great way. Um, and right now I have a few universities that are uh, interested in working with me in terms of going um, writing grants together. Which is another tip for folks out there: depending what your nonprofit is, uh, you can go after grants with your own town, community, or university. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what you're looking to do. So um, what I what I'm working on this construction and this robotic machine, many universities haven't tapped into that, and they're interested in learning more about it, and they want to give, you know, MBA or capstone students the opportunity to do research and understand it, and have engineers go through the material science of the concrete and how that works, etc. So it's great because there's funding available. I think as a society we're all trying to go green because uh, it's healthy for the environment, and uh, This is part of the entrepreneurship, right? This is part of the journey where you don't know what the unseen is. You don't know what's coming up next. Uh, And as an entrepreneur, it can be scary sometimes, but exciting because things are moving forward and you learn as you go. So uh, I can say here, I'm an expert in 3D printing. Uh, I've been in it for two years. I know enough, but uh, I still have things to learn. We all have things to learn every single day. So just the fact that people are beginning to understand, hey, this home shortage isn't a real issue now. There's people in the streets. Um, inflation is going up the roof. Even first time home buyers can't afford a home. I mean, it's looking really bad out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this is a solution um, that can solve that issue. And um, that's what I'm, I'm looking forward to. And uh, one thing I didn't mention about the nonprofit is that all the cash flow that we'll make from it is going to go into a fund, a fund where if you're a family who can afford rent, We're gonna pay it for you. If you're a landlord that can't afford your mortgage, we're gonna pay it for you. If you're a family who cannot afford the internet access for work or school purposes, we're gonna cover it for you as well. We, again, once again, taking money out from the equation and plugging apartments. Um, And that's why I believe we're gonna impact so many folks because some folks like to pocket that money. We're not gonna pocket it. We're gonna have a circle uh, around all the apartments that we're gonna have so it can protect people from the pandemic because you and I saw in 2020. Many folks were out in the streets. No one could afford rents. Land- landlords were evicting people. I mean, it was, it was really bad out there. There was no plan B. I mean, you think there'll be a plan B for something like that. And there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking to protect people from the next um, hopefully it doesn't come, but pandemic or, you know, some sort of a um, disaster that can come from mm-hmm. the world or something. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Ronaldo. Know. what, is it that people should reach out to you for and how would they do that?
1: So you can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook or uh, rinaldosantana.org. And you can reach out to me if you're interested in starting your own digital nonprofit uh, that aligns with your for-profit or if you're an existing nonprofit looking to have access to those grants, happy to help you there. Um, Overall, if you're looking to... um, donate money to ESG uh, to support us with that beautiful vision. We're happy to have you. And lastly, if you're looking for mentorship, coaching um, or speaker, I'm happy to uh, be that guy for you. So my gosh,
0: all those things. Awesome. Well, I'm going to end with a couple of questions that will let people get to know you better um, because that's what this show is all about is leaning into who you are and embracing who you are. So my first question is what makes you unbreakable
1: what makes me unbreakable that's a great question <laughs> what makes me unbreakable I mean there's no perfect answer to that but I say my past my memories my experiences um, that is what makes me unbreakable yeah that's, beautiful that's, that's beautiful
0: no I love that and I love your story so I can I can understand where you're coming from
1: I tell people uh, anywhere, I am who I am because of my community, because people who are around me, my family, my friends, my teachers. Everybody has something that they invested inside of me that uh, made me who I am today. So um, that's why I'm always grateful and appreciative of people around me, and I still go back to my elementary or middle school, you know, say thank you so much because yeah, I understand where you're from, and sometimes yeah, teachers travel an hour to teach us, and I didn't know that. And uh, I didn't know how much they were making the salaries, but they did it because they love to teach and love to help. And uh, people like that, I really appreciate, you know?
0: <clears throat> Absolutely. Okay. What is something that's on your bucket list?
1: Bucket list. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, right now is to obtain a pilot license to fly an airplane for fun. Whoa,
0: <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Then you yeah, can have beauty. only one left. You got what?
1: I've taken only one lesson so far. Okay. It was awesome. On, but on,
0: on you, yeah, you have gotten started then, though.
1: Yes, yes. So uh, my goal is to obtain that license uh, so I can take flights and uh, hopefully one day, you know, take my parents or my my children, my future children. I have kids now, my future kids on plane rides with me as well. Yeah. yeah. I love to explore. I love to travel.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. What is a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome?
1: That's a good one. Self-belief. That I wasn't smart, basically. That I wasn't going to make. I mean, I was a D.C. student. I was in special ed classes as well because my English wasn't that good and my Spanish uh people thought I was slow they thought I was special they thought I was you know just not normal so um that belief of wow I'm always gonna be stupid or I'm always gonna be behind or people always gonna make fun of me all those people people want to think I'm always I'm not gonna be that uh, I guess normal in society uh and that hurts and uh sucks but um one thing I did want to mention a podcast is one thing is what you think up here but also what you say up here um, I always knew that I was going to do something big in my life. I always knew I was going to do something impactful, help a lot of people, and be successful. As a young boy, even though I went through all the bullying and all that stuff, I always believed that. Yeah. And uh, I proved to myself when I was in high school, sitting in my last role of the class. I, gra- I barely graduated point 1.8 GPA. And I told myself, because I saw my friends on stage and speaking, I'm like, I can do that too. Yeah. So I told myself, you know what? In four years, I'm going to be on that stage. And you know what? That's what happened in college. I opened up. The ceremony i was on stage i got a medal that was presented to only seven students out of 2000 and i cried on that stage because i remember those words and i I remember all the bullying that i went through and uh, i really felt it you know so anything's possible
0: anything is possible oh my gosh that's incredible okay what would you say is a superpower something that you are so proud of about yourself
1: that's just my personality. Um, I'm telling you, I've been through some rough communities, very dangerous. I mean, cartel level. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go into that one. But uh, all the way up to, you know, billionaires, etc. And no matter what, I get along with everybody. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if it's because I'm charismatic or if it's because I'm chubby. Chubby guys are jolly. I don't know what it is, but uh, <laughs> I get along with everybody. And... Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Renato, you are too much right now. <laughs> oh, my God. oh true. I was like the charismatic part. Oh, yeah, I could totally see that. Um, But like I said, I think your humility, your charisma and and true, truly your honesty. Like you said, the transparency, I think when you're somebody who you know, doesn't try to sugarcoat things and says things for what they really are, people can gravitate to having more trust because you're, you're not trying to, you know, show perfection. You're just showing the reality. And I think that's, that's an important thing. Um, yeah. Wow. (laughs) That was so funny. Oh boy. Okay. Um, if you could, Give one last piece of advice to anybody who's listening right now. What would that be?
1: That's a great question, Des. I would have to say that yourself um, more more than you think you trust yourself. Mm -hmm. that's really important
0: trusting ourselves
1: um more than than you think you trust yourself uh, because i think uh you can be with family you can be your friends but at the end of the day it's really you're you're alone (laughs) inside your head and you speak to yourself alone Mm -hmm. and only you make the decisions only you go through whatever you're going through yourself and uh, I mean, that's what helped me through everything is being honest with myself and speaking to myself, even though if people think that's crazy, but I think it's really helpful to speak to yourself, yeah. uh, even hug yourself, uh, even give yourself little treats, go on the beach or something by yourself. But I think it's really, really important um, because I remember being as, as a, even a musician, seven, eight years old, playing in front of 200 people. I spoke to myself on stage. Come on, Ronald you can do it. Believe in yourself. And then on stage, I was a different guy. I and mean, Bam, performed. And same thing with going, you know, into investors or meeting with customers or um, doing my own business. It all, you know, it all took me speaking to myself and having confidence in myself and being the best advocate for me. Because it's true what they say, you're your best advocate, but also your worst enemy, uh, depending on what you tell yourself up here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's that's my best piece of advice is love yourself more. Appreciate yourself more. Because every day we face danger. We don't think about it. But we do face danger and we face a lot of decisions. And we are also our CEOs of our own bodies and our future. And uh, we don't uh, appreciate ourselves enough of what we go through. So um, that's what I have to say in terms of uh, advice.
0: Oh, my gosh. We are the CEOs. We are. Oh, it's so true. We are so much more powerful than we recognize every day. That is a lot of power, you know but we just give credence to all the things that other people say when we could be saying those things to ourselves every morning and every night.
1: There's the reason why uh, we have to stop being programmed and learn to program ourselves. That's it. Once you know how to program yourself, you're unstoppable. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Uh, and hopefully people understand what that means, but uh, can take that away?
0: You can do that. Yeah. Well. That's, Mic, that's drop. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. Bam. That's a great note to end on. But you know what, Ronaldo? I appreciate it. You know, this, this, you are in such a territory right now that um, we need. We need more people like you touching these spaces that need to be brought together for-profits with nonprofits and influencing things like real estate and tech and communities that feel like they don't have access and giving them the opportunity to not only have access, but to take ownership for doing things like creating passive income, which as we've seen with the most successful people in the world has changed their lives, being able to do little by little, step by step. Um, do things like create passive income. So I appreciate, I know, despite our technical difficulties that we had today, thank you for hanging with me, sticking with me and um, being able to share all your amazing knowledge on the show today. Thank you so much.
1: It's a pleasure. does any single time you let me know. Happy to share more value and energy with people. Good vibrations. That's what we need every single day.
0: That's right. That's right. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. I think that, um, let me see if I can, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can like stop it or anything. Cause I started it on this other computer. If I end it, then we're going to get cut off. Um, Okay. But this was great. This was so good. I'm so grateful. Thanks for being able to switch gears from one platform to another. But I figured since this was successful today, then probably it would yield us some decency.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Thanks so much for being flexible with me.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. But um, like I said, when everything is edited, um, we'll put together a little trailer, so you could put it wherever you want. If there's any places that you promote new things that you're doing or podcasts that you're on, um, yeah, and it'll come out in less than a week. So I'll Perfect. give you all, the, send you all the details.
1: Thank you so much, Des. I really yeah. appreciate it. Have so much fun. You're
0: yeah. Awesome oh, thank you so much. But have a good rest of your day, and I hope your technology doesn't, you know, give you too much trouble. yeah and have a good have a good Memorial Day weekend
1: thank you too
0: okay take care bye Bye -bye. oh boy (laughs) what a morning and what an interview I tell you what I technology It is either my best friend or sometimes my worst enemy. Um, I use a platform called Squadcast to do my podcast recordings. Um, Other podcasters use platforms, for example, StreamYard, Riverside, also Zoom. But these podcast-specific platforms have been created for folks like me who want richer audio quality and uh, just... Some of that advanced capability. Um, Ronaldo and I were having some trouble. He actually just had some equipment exchanged um, for his internet service. And um, for some reason, I don't know if it's just how Squadcast uses the internet. It was giving us trouble. So I had to switch over to Zoom and now I'm back on Squadcast. It's just, it's a lot. (laughs) It's probably more than what you even care to hear about. But it's just the behind the scenes stuff that, um, you know, sometimes it's uh, nice to share because it just shows that no matter how much experience you have doing something, there's always things that can go awry and you have to, I I like what Ronaldo said, you know, you have to roll with the punches. You just have to kind of go with things. And that's certainly uh, how we rolled with today, but got a lot of powerful information about his interview. And honestly, you know, um, it's the power of story. I, I knew some of his story and I knew the space that he was in and I, think it's tremendous. you know um, I understand there's a lot of you out there that are just fighting the good fight, you know wanting to make money for your business but also obtain money for your business. Um, and this is such an incredible way. Um, looking at how you can make this nonprofit arm so you can do things like education and get funding, get grants and how incredible is it to learn about that Google ad grant. So my action item for you, my request for you today, if you are somebody who is in business and uh ready to look at expanding in terms of marketing and reaching more people, more countries, uh a bigger market, you know, um look up that Google Ad Grant. Uh before you do that, you know, you've you've got to take that step of of having the nonprofit. Um I know a little bit about that, have done um, some work on that um, here in Nevada with um, Erin, my partner. Um, We did some of that work for a little help foundation, Um, and I have some friends who are in this space. So um, do that effort. All the information is available online. Uh, It's easier than it sounds like starting a nonprofit. It, there's, it really is just the formality of the steps that you take to become a 5013C. And then after you do that, you can go and pursue grants like what Ronaldo was talking about, like the Google ad grant. Can you imagine? Imagine for a moment you having access to endless Google ads. Google is the number one place anybody looks for anything. If your service or product was out there and more people could discover it, because that is the key, right? Is like when you are just in your home, you've got something incredible to share with the world. How do you do that? It's possible. It's possible. So I would encourage you to go take a look at that. Um, And, you know, I was just so compelled by Ronaldo's story. Um, My my second encouragement to you today is to come back to your why. Come back to your why. He talked about his why being his family, recognizing where he came from and the influence that he wanted to make differently on the future for the next generation, for his future generation of uh, children, um, his community. And that's what he wakes up thinking about every day as he is wanting to influence these billion lives out there with the work that he's doing. What is your why? Why do you wake up in the morning? What keeps you going? What keeps you determined, keeps you driven? When you're in those moments when you say, no, I can't, I don't want to, you decide to shift your language and say, I can, I'm capable. We all need that why to drive us and remind us what we're here to do every day. When you lose sight of that, it's so easy to drift into the valley of despair. So ask yourself that question, you know, really lean into that. If you're in a place right now where you're feeling down, you're feeling out, you're feeling depressed, you have anxiety, tap into that, tap into that. Why get closer to that, whether it's your faith That's gonna pull you closer, whether it's that pep talk like Ronaldo was talking about. Sometimes we just have to have a conversation with ourselves. I do that all the time. Boy, do I do that when it comes time to work out and push through and persevere and get my butt, you know, moving. It's so easy to be complacent and sedentary in this, you know, virtual world that we're living in now. So that's where I have to do a lot of my pep talks, but do it, do it for yourself. I appreciate you hanging in with the technology today. Hopefully you've made it this far. Uh, Make sure if you haven't already, subscribe, follow, share, uh, comment, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Give me a rating and review. That helps people find the show. I appreciate you supporting Born Unbreakable. It means the world to me. Um, And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. See you next time.